the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. taxes $600 billion by raising the top rate. And as recently as after President uh, got elected, I was able to put together a coalition of the Cures Act that billions of dollars go into cancer research, bipartisan. But sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes you just have to go out and beat them. I went into 20 states, over 60 candidates, and guess what? We beat them. We won back the Senate. Thank you. Chuck, the problem with what the Vice President did you listen to the debate? No, I did not. Okay. I purposely did not. The deal that he talked about with Mitch McConnell was a complete victory for the Tea Party. It extended the Bush tax cuts permanently. The Democratic Party had been running against that for 10 years. We lost that economic argument because that deal extended almost all those Bush tax cuts permanently and put in place the mindless cuts that we still are dealing with today that are called the sequester. That was a great deal for Mitch McConnell. It was a terrible deal for America. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Senator Bennett. Chuck can't get a word in. said those words. So the corruption in Washington is real. And it is something that makes oh, every please. one of the plans we've heard about over the last several months impossible. That's Senator Christian Gillibrand. You know, she, she was just so annoying the whole night. You know, because she they, she cut in. And they never called on her because she was just cutting in. every. When, when, <laughs> she was taking her opportunity. Uh, oh, and it was just like, cut, shut her mic off. You know, she had a, she's still yapping. Having as much power in our democracy as the Pope. You know, Chuck is just cringing at this point. <laughs> Anyways, you know, I thought it was an interesting because, you know, not only were they talking about, you know, we've already heard they've all said, you know, that they want to get rid of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that, you know, President Trump got in place with the uh, support of the Republicans in 2017. That we all, you know, are taking advantage of right now. The idea that they had a little argument there about the, you know, the fiscal cliff in 2010. Remember the original Bush lower tax cuts with the lower capital gains tax and all that. 
you know, that's remember that wasn't permanent. Remember that was going to sunset in 2010. That was where we were going to all and the, and the federal state tax exemption was going to be rolled back to a million dollars mm-hmm. and all that, all that fiscal cliff talk. Well, see, a lot of people were wondering why did you know Obama and Biden? Why did they work? with the GOP to make the lower Bush tax cuts permanent. And, you know, so that kind of came out in this debate mm, the other yeah. night. So, are, so are, you know, how far left, you know, so not only are we thinking maybe some of these 25 candidates who are running, of course, only 20 made the cut for the um, debate stage, but, you know, are they even thinking that besides on day one, how they're all going to repeal the, you know, 2017 tax, you know, right. act, are they going to go one step further and say, we got to repeal Bush's lower tax rate. So stay tuned. Mm, see, okay, taxes get us, are coming. Get us started. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM. We're a financial educational talk program designed to give you helpful information about all different issues that may impact your financial life. And that's uh, we talk about issues that affect people working and thinking about their future retirement and how you're going to fund your f- future retirement. And addressing issues people are concerned about, different financial challenges you may face. One may be you might be worried about future tax increases. Um, And also people who are already in retirement and creating the cash flow that they need as tax efficiently as possible, knowing what growth rate you need. We're not investment advisors. In fact, either our clients are either work with their, um, we work with their existing investment advisor. Um, We also can refer people to a different investment advisor. We work with the Cleveland area and we have people that do the investments themselves. So what we do is very different than that of an investment advisor. Um, And we've been helping people in the greater Cleveland area now for more than 34 years through unbiased objective advice and analysis. And we are known for that comprehensive, coordinated, custom planning. Um, We do have um, a free consultation for people who want to come in and see um, if you can benefit through the type of planning that we offer. Like our planning is customized, our fees are as well. We have comprehensive and um, hourly planning options for people who may want help. We're also accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau and also super service award winners if you want to do some due diligence on Angie's list. But as I mentioned, we offer a free consultation. We also have a website that has some resources. Um, So you can contact us at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right. You're listening to Mark Dolly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. And the estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 34 years. And we do it one plan, one family at a time. And, of course, over those decades, we've spent a lot of time with clients understanding um, you know, the, you know, not only, you know, everyone, the complexity of the tax code, right? But, mm-hmm. but just how, you know, you look for opportunities or just the idea that as you're going from your employment years to your retirement years, you know, the changeover, you know, the things that you need to watch out for, the things, you know, how do you start building a retirement plan and some of those things. So we'll talk about, and today, uh, you know, an issue comes up. Carrie, do you believe we're into July? Um, where is no, the year going? Not yet. You know, you know it's, it's July fourth. You know, I know, but we're not there it's, it's yet. Gonna, it's, gonna be a, it's a short summer, Carrie. Right. After July fourth, the summer's over. June, June's not. I don't believe that. I think the oh, summer's just uh, getting started. Oh, my father told me that a long time ago. Oh, yeah, I don't. I know. I feel like you still got two good months. Um, so you know, but but the idea is, you know, so if you're if you're attaining age seventy this mm-hmm. year. 
to July is a milestone, right? right. Meaning it, uh, if you're concerned about required minimum distributions, all right, it's mm-hmm. different if you turn age 70 before the end of June versus mm-hmm. if you turn age 70 so after July. So if, you, if you're in those couple of days, since we only have a couple of days left, you... Have different rules, <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll talk about that today because we know from you know articles and surveys and court cases that there uh, there's a big issue in this country that a lot of people do not understand or have a good working knowledge of required minimum distributions carry over to thirty four years. Mm-hmm. Has that topic ever gone away? No. No, it, it's like every year we have people calling us because they're reaching that milestone, age 70, and they have this foggy idea that something has to begin at age 70 and a half. And, and how many people do we recommend that come in? Maybe that's not the best idea to wait until 70 and a half to take those, start those distributions. Chances are, or at least in several cases, you might have missed an opportunity to take the money out in a more tax um, efficient place. Right. So we'll talk a little bit about required minimum distribution rules today. What else is going on? Well, you know, that the debates, you know, the official start kickoff of the 2020 oh, election. Oh, it's right? too early. Um, and, uh, you know, and I watched them and listened to them, you know, one of the two, um, you know, both mm-hmm. nights. And one of the things that came out is, you know, the idea that, that, you know, the Democrats, again, they brought out the idea that, you know, we have this income inequality in this country. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that the middle that, class has disappeared, which is hilarious coming from wealthy politicians. But, um, you know, so, you know, I've got, you know, and I remember I said, you know, in July, I'm going to start my summer reading list. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. So so here's a good book. If you're interested mm-hmm. in, you know, kind of, you know, seeing what the I don't know, the liberal, the left side is thinking how they're going to solve the world's inequality. Right. So um, the book is called American Mojo Lost and Found, mm-hmm. Restoring Our Middle Class Before the World Blows By. Mm. Okay, it's by Peter D. Kiernan Kiernan, and copyright in 2015. But it's interesting because he says, you know, that the the U.S. middle class, but it's also a global issue. Right. So so, you know, the population growth, you know, U.S. is third right now, Carrie. Right. right? Uh, With about 320 million people. Well, who's first, you know, in population? Everybody knows. China. Yeah. Obviously, they have a billion more than we do. Right. A billion three. All right. And then who's second? Do you know? Mm, India. Very good, Carrie. Now the tough question. Mm-hmm. So U.S. is third. Right. If you name one of the next five, you win the prize this morning. You get a free uh, free burrito for lunch on Mark Donnelly. Mexico? No. Hmm. I couldn't, by the way. Okay. 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 I don't know. All right. Here are the next five in order. Okay. Starting with number four. Indonesia. Okay. Brazil. Brazil, I was going to guess that. I should have. Pakistan. Okay. Nigeria. Okay. Bangladesh. Hmm. Okay. Um, Nigeria. I mean, I was going to say, but I was thinking of which. Yeah. They're all right now, Those that group has about 165 to 250 million, depending, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, is that who you think of, you know, who the next, you know, upcoming country is going right. to be? You know, it's not Germany. They got about 80 million. It's not Russia. They have about 140 million. It's not Japan, you know, where the G2 is going on right now. Remember, it's supposed to be the G20, carry, but really everybody knows it's a G2. Mm -hmm. It's it's just, you know, U.S. and China. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that. You know, hopefully, you know, Trump will cut a deal with China Mm -hmm. today. I'm not holding my breath, by the way, on that. 
Um, Japan, 127 million. Uh, France, UK, Italy, there are barely 60 million. Okay, so you know, but so here's so the so author. Gonna, so, are you going to read this book this summer? I'm reading it. I've read okay. it. I, well, you know, I've, I've, you know, actually, this is one of the many. Um, all right, so here's a good quote to do. It says, "The sing, you know, here is the single great truth of our society: capitalism, left unchecked, is the greatest peacetime concentrator of wealth ever devised." Having a supermajority of wealth held by a tiny few, a vast and diverse poor populace and dwindling membership in between dooms us to the wrong side of history. So, you know, his point is that the world's richest 85 individuals, Carrie, Mm -hmm. okay, the the world's richest 85 individuals are worth more than the bottom three and a half billion who inhabit the earth. Okay. Okay. The top 85 versus half of everybody else. He says the only way out is found in the middle. Um, so, you yeah, know, but I don't, th- I don't believe in like everybody should have the same. Not everybody has the same motivation. Not everybody has the same work ethic. No, not everyone has the same motivation. So, right. So, you know, it, but it is an issue. I think, you know, I've been talking oh, on this I'm show, you know, right, the, but the, the middle class squeeze, there is no middle oh, class. Oh, I agree. But to say that, you just tax wealthy and give it to everybody else. That's not or give people everything for free isn't the same. Since you mentioned summer reading, I did see here's a patriotic because we have July 4th coming up. Taya Kyle, the wife of Chris Kyle, the, the mm-hmm. American sniper, came out with a book about it's just called The American Spirit Profiles in Resilient Courage and Faith. It's not just military stories. She came out and this book is about inspiring stories it's kids that started the lemonade stand for cancer research there is a lot of military stories in there but i was talking about how this the country was founded on this foundation of goodness and and wanting to do better for different generations and it's a it's supposed to be a really good feel-good book about stories and how regardless of your religion or your back political views or your background we all want better for everyone so that might be right. a better, more positive read than reading. See, that reading that would stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> Carol, well, do you have this book? No, we'll I just it. I heard we'll it came it. out this okay, week. Okay, you know, let's. Well, we'll look into that. Get me the you know yeah. information on that one. All right. So what else? So I, I mentioned the G two meeting that's right. going on. You know, of course it's really the G twenty, but really it's all about China and U S. Right? Mm-hmm. Does anybody care about anything else? I was going to say the, not the other really. Countries? No, not really. No. Um, and I, I really, I'm not holding my breath that, you know, President Trump's going to, you know, cut a deal with China on today. Um, I, I don't, I don't think he's even thinks he's going to get that. I think at best, if it's a win for him, if he could just walk away saying that they've agreed to go back to the negotiating table, mm-hmm. meaning that maybe he would postpone the next round of tariff increases if China agrees to come back to the table. I think that would alone would be a big win. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if, if we hear that he's got a deal by the end of the weekend with China. Anything, um, nothing would surprise me anymore. You know, but I think what Trump is happy about, though, or, well, not happy, but I think what Trump is, I think, is thinking is going to get him the reelection is if he can keep this U.S. expansion going through the 2020 election, right, Kerry? In other words, can the stock market still be, you know, in the bull run? You know, it's, you know, July here will be the longest uh, expansion in U.S. history. You know, and, and and a couple things have to, I think, have to happen. China trade deal would just be icing on the cake. I don't right. think that is going to happen. Um, I think that may be long drawn out, you know, but but what are the things that could get him over the hump would be one he's pretty much already got. He wanted the Federal Reserve to stop raising rates. 
That happened. It happened. Now he wanted really. Now he wants to go one step further. He wants a rate cut, and we you know a lot of people thought there may be a rate cut coming here in June or July. I'm not so sure. Jerome Powell is saying there's going to be a, a cut in July, but he did signal pretty strongly that the next move. You know, they moved off neutral, so they're completing the 180. You know, it, you know, in December they were talking about additional cuts. Then they went neutral, and then his most recent comments are that the next move would be a rate cut, not mm-hmm. a rate increase. So we've gone from rate increases to neutral to now the next move, a rate cut. That completes the 180, and that alone, you know, spiked the, the stock market right. a bit, right? So, so I think Trump got that going. The other one is, you know, the USMCA, you know, the new NAFTA, the new, right. you know, North American uh, Mexico Canada agreement. And of course, he needs Nancy Pelosi to play ball with him on that. Right. I'm not so sure she's, you know, too anxious to do that. But if he could get those two things in place, if he could get Jerome to do a rate cut, and if he could get Nancy Pelosi to, to, you know, get Get her Congress, you know, get her majority to vote for the USMCA. I think he's got, you know, I think he thinks that's enough to get him reelected. I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right. So um, RMD rules, Carrie, right? Right. Where do I begin? Oh, I guess well, I- I'm amazed, right? There's so much confusing and conflicting information that people have about that issue and it's really that's why we do that ira and roth class we don't have any classes scheduled until fall but if you're someone who has iras company plans like 401ks 403bs 457s um seps i mean i know mark there's tons of different tax qualified assets they're subject to minimum required distribution and there are rules that you need to follow and there are hefty penalties if you don't follow those rules all right so and we know it's a problem, as I said, because I read the court cases and I've read for decades, you know, the families that are in tax court because they misunderstood the required minimum distribution rules, not only for themselves, meaning if it was their own IRA. And I'll use IRA broadly here for the rest of the mm-hmm. show, Carrie, right? Meaning any one of those tax qualified plans that are subject, you know, to the required minimum distribution rules, right? So we've seen the court cases over the decades. Um, we also have seen the surveys, you know, and the one survey that I recall where, you know, they surveyed 65-year-olds. And the percentage of 65-year-olds who could accurately, you know, describe what the required minimum distribution rule was a failing percentage. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're, we're talking under 25%. So, Ooh. you know, um, so, Ouch. you know, the, the point is, it, it, you know, our, you know, don't wait till age 70 b- before you start learning about the 70 and a half required minimum distribution. Mm-hmm. Rules, right? But let's go through anyways. Right? Okay. Okay. So here's the magic date. You have until April 1st of the year following the calendar year you attain age 70 and a half. See, I think that was deliberate. That. I think that was deliberate. They couldn't have made it. Well, they're thinking about making it 72, but they couldn't have made it just 71 or 70. Right. So once again, uh, you have until April 1st. Now, remember, that's not April 15th. That's a bad right. April's Fool joke. Right. Okay. Because if you go wait to April 15th, you've missed it. And then you got to deal with that 50% you know, tax penalty. So by April 1st of the year following the calendar year, you attain age 70 and a half. So let's, in the beginning, I was talked about right. if you're turning age 70 now after July. Right. So when do you actually turn 70 and a half, Carrie? In 20... Well, you're saying you turned 70 this year? After this date. July, okay. 
So, so you then turn you would 70 turn 70 and a half in January. So I wouldn't, in theory, have to take my first minimum until April 1st, 2021. There you go. So if you know now, if you turned 70 in June, okay, you you will have to take your distribution because you'll attain age 70 and a half by the end of December. So now you have eight, until April 1st of 2020. Okay. Right. Um, so that's that break, you know. So you know that's why there's so much confusion out there because some people say, "When do I have to really take it?" Well, were you born in the first six months of the year, or right. were you born in the second month six of the year? Right. Now, if you wait till April first of the year following the calendar year, you attain age seventy and a half. Mm-hmm. You will have to do a second RMD distribution by December thirty first of that same year. So in effect, you'll have to do two RMD in one tax year, and that may get expensive. Mm-hmm. So for that reason alone, a lot of our clients do not wait till April 1st of the year following the year they attain age 70 and a half. They take their first required minimum distribution in the calendar year they attain age 70 and a half. And then they just need to do right. a second one the second year. So you say, well, Mark, which one should I do? Well, well you know, it a, depends. Yeah. And that's what we say. Well, don't ask your neighbor what they did, you know, because it might not be the same circumstance. Right. We have clients where have been recommended that they take two in one year and clients that we don't. And you get. And yeah. And you may say, well, Mark, why would anyone want to take two in one year? Well, let's see if we can come think of an example, Carrie. Right. Well, it's over the Wages? years. Yeah. We've had situation where in that first year. One of the one of or both spouses were still working, earning wages. Right. So they were going to be in a high income tax, you know, for that year. Mm-hmm. In the second year, they're both going to be retired, so they're not going to have any wages in the second year. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have a lot more room on their tax return. So in that case, it may be better to wait to do two in the second year. Right. Okay. We have other situations where we had the client that they knew they had an income windfall in year one. They either knew they had a large capital gain, you know, that mm-hmm. either th- from a business sale or perhaps a home sale or perhaps a, um, a just a capital gains from their you know, they had a good stock year or whatever right so they know that they have a, a high income in year one so again they're making the determination it's better if I wait and take two in year two but in either case if you want to you know if you want to start thinking about your own you know maybe you'll go to your CPA and say hey or throw me a bone here can you run me a two-year accumulated you know tax scenario where you know I, I, I've set up the situation where in year one I take my first required right. minimum Year two, I take my second and then add the cumulative tax over the two years together. Right. In scenario two, I don't take any in the first year. I take two in the second year, take that cumulative two-year tax, and maybe I'll take the one that shows me the lower tax over two years. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's one but way to do it. maybe you need to do some analysis before you jump, because how many times have we had people come in after the fact where they did two in one year or they didn't wait and it threw them over a threshold where now maybe their Medicare B premiums went up? And capital gains isn't necessary. You know, you're not going to get a forgiveness of. There's a little form if you your Medicare B premium goes up that you can appeal it. But a capital gains is not necessarily a, a reason that they're going to appeal what your future Medicare B premium is. Right. Not alone going through those different tax thresholds. But in either case, don't miss the required minimum because that's where you get involved in that fifty percent penalty. Now, if you are, if you have missed it, mm-hmm. okay, don't panic. Okay. Um, there is a form. You're not, you're not the first, you know, taxpayer to miss the required minimum, and, qu- and quite frankly, you're, you won't be the last. Mm-hmm. And there's it's a huge problem. 
It's just mm-hmm. a huge problem. The IRS recognizes it's a huge problem. Well, clearly, if they have a special form Con- already right. ready for right. it. It's, it's Form 5329, Additional Taxes on Qualified Plans, including IRAs. And what you do is you attach that to your 1040, and you request a waiver for the penalty. So you always request a waiver for the penalty. Right. Okay. And then you claim ignorance, or you claim it wasn't your fault, or you claim that you know uh, it's it's my I'm a first offender, and, and I'll never you know so make you can't a mistake do that again. Multiple years, I don't think. Um, you know, and chances are you may get that fifty percent penalty abated. Um, you know, and and so it's worth it filing the form, right? Um, now. A lot of another question we get, you know, Carrie, is well, you know, let's say I've decided I'm going to take my required min, my first required minimum, or start my required minimums this year. What month do I do it? See, that's sometimes a funny question, right? Because you know, and, and again, it's like, well, when do you need it? Right, because you can do it annually, you can do it monthly, you can do it quarterly, semi-annually, you can set it up that it gets paid different times of the year. We've had people because they want that income stream. You can do it anytime you need, like you said, you need it. Right, and, and you don't have to wait to age 70 and a half to do it. it remember, it's the calendar year you right. attain it. So even if you turn 70 and a half in June, Right, you 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 know of this year, twenty nineteen, you could take your first required minimum in any month between January and December. Right, you know, in other words, you 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 know, you don't have to wait till you're seventy. So, like, we had a client that needed a car purchase; it was their first year taking minimum required, and we said, "Well, have you taken your minimum required?" No. Well, maybe you want to start there because that's something you're going to have to take out anyway. Right now, sometimes you could say, "Well, um, I think the stock market's going to go up." Okay. Okay. Well, then maybe if you're just going to take the required minimum and just, you know, cash and take the cash, you might want to wait to get that capital appreciation, right? So you may mm-hmm. say, I don't want to do it now because I think my stock, my mutual fund investment in my IRA is going to go up be- before the end of the year. Right. So I'll wait till it goes up so I have, you know, capture, the, capture those gains. Right. Okay. Because the required minimum is already set. You know, that was set based on last year's. You right. Know. It's based on the December 31st right. value. So, you know, now what about, Carrie, what if you think the stock market's going to go down before the end of the year? Well, then maybe you want to, you know, take it out before you, you know, lock in that capital gain, you know, so to speak. Not that you get, you know, capital gain rates and IRAs, but just the idea that maybe I've got to take my requirement amount. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take it out before I lose the value. And then I've got the cash, you know, out. So, you know, now maybe you don't want to try to pick the one day in the year to to time it because it's pretty hard to time the market, isn't it, Carrie? It is. Yeah, I don't know. People ask all the time. What's right. the market going to do? Boy, right. if you could time the market. Yeah. So obviously, if you're, so a lot of people say, maybe say, well, maybe I should dollar cost average my required minimum distribution out during the year. Meaning I'm not going to pick the one day to do it. Like you're saying, maybe I'll do it, you know, quarterly, or maybe I'll do it monthly, or maybe I'll do it semi-annually. You know, some idea that I'm going to, you know, dollar cost average out. So I, again, now, now, by the way, when you take it this year, you know, doesn't mean that's the way you had to do it for the next 30 years. Right. Every year is different. I mean, sometimes people do their minimum required because they don't want to do estimated payments. We have a huge, you know, people that do maybe 100 percent of their RMD, depending on what it is, through withholdings in December because they don't want to pay estimated payments and they don't need the money for cash flow. Yeah, well, that's a that's a good point. You know, a lot of times we get that, you know, um, Mark, you know, 
you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't even need my RMD. Okay. Hmm. All right. You know, and I always say, well, and, and I'm thinking, why would I, you know, and, and, well, maybe, you know, because, you know, why would I want to go to Hawaii, Carrie, right? Or, 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 you know, or my house doesn't need any home repairs or, you know, or, or new furnishing or fixtures, right? And, right. And I don't need a new car. Mine's only, you know, 10 years old and it's only got 175,000 miles yeah, on it. Yeah, that sounds right? like me. <laughs> um, so, you know, and I don't like those newfangled gadgets anyways. Right. Like, what, what do you mean there's no key anymore, right? You know, um, or, or, or my, my, certainly my kids don't need any money. Heck, they're all millionaires. Right. You know, they're doing fine. And my grandkids, you know, college, no, they're they're getting full college scholarships, you know, so okay. they don't have any, you know, student loan debt problems. So why would I even need my RMD? Right. Okay. Um, so I'll know. You know and, and so it's like, well, or, you know, the idea, and, and as a matter of fact, they say, you know, Mark, actually, my investment advisor, she's a great gal. She's even said she'll help me out saying that, you know, if I have to take a required minimum out and she'll just reinvest it for me, you know, after I pay the taxes on it. So I never have to spend it. Well, don't you want, I mean, but spending, I know you gave some examples, but sometimes it means as you get older, using it to pay people to do things you don't really want to do anymore. Um, like oh, get up on that ladder and clean the gutters or well, the windows know. or maybe you're noticing that your health care costs are going up and maybe right. you, RMD can help them there. Or maybe, you, you know, the, 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 you know, you're worried about inflation, you know, um, you know, and so, so, you know, and again, it's like, well, now I, I've even, we've even read court cases where the investment advisors were so anxious to help the client, you know, deal with their RMD because they've convinced the client that they should never, you know, spend it. Right. That the, the ideas are saying, hey, don't worry, client. Well, actually, what we'll do is we'll just, we'll convert it to a Roth IRA and it'll never be taxed again. Uh, you know, be better tax, you know, better talk to your tax. You know, prepare before you, you yeah, know, you, your CPA because uh, my understanding of the laws, you know, you're not allowed to convert your required minimum right. distribution you to can, Roth IRA. You can convert above if your minimum required is 10000 and you want to do a 20000 distribution, you can, con- you know, you have to take out your minimum and then you can convert the balance. And also, Mark, since you mentioned that, it's better if you are doing a Roth conversion with minimum required distribution. It's cleaner to do it in two separate transactions. Oh, oh no, you do the RMD first. Right, but That's I'm saying how many people, right, but I'm saying two separate, do the RMD then, because how many people have done it both and it just, you just yeah. don't want to get that fan mail, even if you're going to, from the IRS, even if you you have your documentation, why do you want to even be bothered? Right. So the idea is if you, you know, yeah, so it's always recommended by a state planning team that, you get your required minimum distribution done first, and then mm-hmm. if you still want to do Roth conversions on top of that, you know you do mm-hmm. that at a later date, right? Right. Um, and you, and and again, we also you know remind people you know with the you know Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. Uh, you know, took away the Roth recharacterization. That was a do-over you had. You know, that mm-hmm. was, you know, because again, Roth conversions have to be done by December 31st, right? And the idea was, but you, but under the do-over and the Roth recharacterization rules under the old law, you had until the following October 15th to recharacterize all or part of the Roth conversion that you triggered. Okay. That was a great back pocket, you know, planning tool mm-hmm. that was taken away, unfortunately. So now, again, you know, we caution you make, you know, before, you know, don't do the Roth conversions too early in the year um, in case you get surprises during the year and then second guess the amount that you are converting. For for example, Carrie, you were mentioning the thresholds. Right. So there's a lot of, you know, taxpayers out there that they're taking their Roth conversion up to some tax threshold that they don't want to go through. Right. right. And so, you know, that's the, where you have to leave yourself some cushion. Right. Um, now. 
Um, another question we get all the time about required minimum distributions, Carrie, is, you know, what do I do of holding elections? All right. Oh, I know the answer. It depends. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. And by the way, what you withhold this year might not be the same amount you want to withhold right. or, next or year. Or how many people say, well, I just did 10% uh, federal or 20% federal and 5% state and or some arbitrary number just because I thought that would be good. And by the way, if you're doing minimum required distributions from company retirement plan, many have a 20% mandatory federal withholding. So if you're thinking I need $10,000 or my minimum's $10,000, but I really need $10,000 for spending, you're going to have to account. Sometimes people end up taking more because they need it for the cash flow and end up paying more taxes on money. Yeah, it's a circle. It's a circular reference, right? Right. You're trying to get a net cash spending and and there's a 20% mandatory federal withholding on some of those company plans. Um, now, IRAs don't have that 20%. So Mandatory, a 401k right. could, a 403b right. could, a 457 could. So the, you need to talk. This is where coordination of advisors come into well, play. You need to call the custodian and ask. And by the way, I don't know if you're going to, that if you have minimum required distributions from your IRAs and your company plans, you also cannot co-mingle. Right. Whether it's spouses. So if I have two IRAs at different brokerage or a bank and then I have a company plan, um, you can't add them together and then take the one from one account that's usually typically for performing less and satisfy it. Those are separate. Right. You can commingle if they're all IRAs. Right. Which we have a client every year. He actually opened up a IRA money market at one time and the rates were low but he just parked it there and then he has multiple because he does investments himself and he adds up from all the custodian or all the accounts and he has different accounts that he plays with the total and then he takes it from the savings because it's earning the less least amount so you know so and and we've also seen you know so even though we're saying if it's an ira carry you know there's not the 20 percent mandatory federal uh, worth holding, mm-hmm. but the, but your particular IRA custodian may have weird rules, right? So we have seen the situation over the decades where our clients are limited. In other words, the custodian says, "Well, you you, you can elect zero federal withholding, or ten percent, or anything above ten percent." Mm-hmm. In other words, you can't do like a five percent federal withholding. Right. It's either zero or 10. So we've run into that rule right. before. We've been to other rules. And this is another thing. Because we still have an income tax in Ohio, right. right? So we have to sometimes talk about Ohio on this radio show, right? Right. Um, and, and, what, and how are you going to pay your Ohio income tax in <laughs> retirement, right? Um, you know, and, and the idea is, well, you know, are you, you, know, you better find out. If your, you know, company plan custodian or IRA custodian supports Ohio withholding because Ohio doesn't require them to. Right. Or sometimes even when you do it, you have there's a mandatory federal withholding in order for them to do Ohio. Right. We've ran into that where where the the, the client, you know, found out that their their IRA custodian did support Ohio withholding, but back uh, eventually found out in order to have any Ohio withholding done, you had to make at least 10 percent of federal withholding. Now, why you just say on earth would a custodian have that rule? Because they don't care about you. That's why. Right. You know, you know, so, you know, it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. You know, customer support, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which now. I help clients call a lot of those calls and I, I crack up at customer service people. 
Well, it's like even sometimes for our clients, we do the 100% withholding. Okay. Oh, that really confuses Oh, them. yeah, because I'll say, okay, we're going to do 100%. Now, you have to explain that, Carrie. Why, okay, so w- why would in, anyone do 100% withholding? Well, maybe we have someone because they don't want to make those estimated payments. Oh, those silly, quarterly estimates, so right? Decide, By the way, if you were making those, hope you didn't miss right. one last week. You know. So they decided maybe they have multiple accounts. They have one IRA account that if they've done other withholdings through pension or maybe Social Security... They're going to do 100% federal withholding on a distribution at year end in December. So their money was working through all the year. So we fi- I help them fill out the form. We call the company to confirm it's been done right. And you ask them, are, you know, do you under, do you, is it 100% federal? Sometimes it's 90 federal, 10 Ohio. We won't, and they'll say, but they're not going to get a check. I know that. Right. We just want to yeah. make sure You're, that it's Hopefully, done. yeah, you got this right, right? right. They're, they're not sending them a check. Right. I would hope not, right. That uh-huh. usually we want a confirmation that it was done correctly. Yeah. And then it's following up through the next year because every year we talk on this show, when 1099Rs come out, sometimes they're wrong. Well, yeah. So just following through in that process. And, and I just want to remind people, this is a huge issue that we help people with and have been doing it a very long time. And there are missed opportunities, especially right now we have these favorable tax rates that you might want to take advantage of. And if you haven't looked at this issue and you have these tax qualified assets or any other issues we talk about um, or the estate planning team helps people with, call the estate planning team get on the schedule this summer for a free no obligation, no pressure consultation to see if and how we may be able to help you. We can do consultations by phone or in person. Our home office is in Middleburg Heights, but we have locations around the greater Cleveland area. You can call the estate planning team at 440 439-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So we're talking about, you know, the the issues, the learning curve, if you're getting close to that magic date, 70 and a half, and you're just now starting to learn about the required minimum distribution rules and all the questions that we've dealt with clients over the decades, as well as the what we've read in U.S. tax court cases because families didn't understand the rules, or the surveys that tell us that the majority of 65-year-olds in this country have no idea what the required minimum distribution rules are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, all right. So y- think about it. So yeah, so you have the situation withholding at the end of the year. In other words, because as long as it's withheld by December 31st of the year, the government treats it as coming in evenly throughout the whole year, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think you get, you know, if, you, if let's just say, you know, Carrie, you were taking multiple distributions out of your IRA during the year, right? Mm-hmm. You took some out in January because you need to buy a car. You took out some in June to, uh, to pay the real estate taxes. You know, you get the right. picture, right? And the idea is at the end of the year, how many 1099 R's go from that custodian to the IRS? One. One. And it has the cumulative amount of all the activity that you did from January to December, right. including, by the way, withholding. Right. So, you know, we've, you know, so a lot of times you have the situation where the client, really what they want for in the first, you know, half of the year or even the first 10 months of the year or, you know, or even, you know, is the systematic cash flow for their mm-hmm. retirement spending. Right. So, you know, they don't care that why they don't care to, you know, why do they want to pay the withholding, you know, if they don't have to until December. Right. So the idea is, you know, they set up the systematic withdrawal with their custodian just for the cash flow they needed with no withholding. Mm-hmm. And then they're 
leaving a little bit of that required minimum if that's what they're capping their distribution right. at in their back pocket because that's what they're going to use to pay the withholding in December. Mm-hmm. So they're going to request an additional IRA distribution. It doesn't affect their systematic withdrawal with no withholding. Right. It's an additional distribution where they're making, for example, that 100% for right. withholding election, right? Um, this is, you know, that, you know, that that's the type of, you know, planning, that's the type of coordination that you want to be having with your advisors. You know, is anybody talking to you about that? You know, is it, how often is your tax preparer talking to your investment advisor, you know, and, and working those situations out? Um, and, you know, by the way, um, you know, if, if you, um, you know, if you, you know, if if you don't know, you know whether your custodian supports Ohio withholding or not. It's okay to ask. See, a lot of times the coordination advisors care. We get the comment that our clients said, "I didn't even, I didn't even know to ask, what to ask them." Right. You know, and that's part of the deal. You know, because you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, all right. So now we have some other issues too with. Um, IRAs, I guess, Carrie, and that's the rollover issues, right? Mm-hmm. Um, You've had a few court cases about that. Yeah, IRA rollover failures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the idea that, you know, can you, when, you know, you're trying to roll your uh, investment in one IRA into a new investment in another IRA, you know, a different custodian, what have you, right? And the rollover is the 60-day rollover rule that says that the government says, hey, if you take a distribution from an IRA, you have 60 days to roll it over to a new IRA in order to complete the rollover without triggering the tax. Right. Okay. But there's been a lot of failures. (laughs) So our recommendation is you don't do it that way. All right. Um, You know, the other way to get around that 60 day rule. And by the way, that's, you know, you can only, you know, is to do a direct custodian to custodian transfer. I'll talk about that in a minute. But let me go back to 60 day rollover. One of the failures in the 60 day rollover carry is that you only allowed one every year. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying a calendar year. So if I did one in March, I have to wait until March the following year. Yeah, it's 365 days year. See, I think I think some of these little rules are deliberate. Hey, you know, again, I'm not here to defend the logic, fairness, or simplicity of our complicated tax code. Right. right? Just here talking about the you know the rules and looking for opportunities. Right. All right. Now, um, so that's you know, so the sixty. So if you want to avoid the sixty day rollover failure, don't do it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you know when when you have an if you have a hungry uh, new investment advisor is saying, oh, Mrs. Smith, the best thing you could do is take that old four hundred one k or that old IRA and roll it right to me. But you know, for them, that may be quicker for that that they want you to get a check from the old custodian, yeah. and that way they they think they're going to get their hands on it quicker. Don't fall for that. Right, direct transfers, custodian to custodian, custodian, custodian transfer. Now it's more paperwork involved, and it's going to mm-hmm. lengthen and the time. It takes a little bit of more time, but not that much. Right now, when you do a custodian custodian transfer, or a, sometimes we call it a trustee to trustee transfer, because the custodian of these tax qualified plans is considered a fiduciary trustee. You know, they report uh, all the activity to the government, right, and mm-hmm. held accountable for uh, keeping track. So when you do a custodian to custodian transfer, meaning that the the, the they're not sending you the money first. Right. You know, they're just doing a direct 
transfer from the old IRA to the new IRA, right? That could be done by wire. It may be by check, but the check isn't made payable to you. It's made payable to your new custodian, mm-hmm. you know, you know, for the benefit of your IRA, right? That's still not, that's not the same thing as a check made out to you where you would have, you know, the, the 60 day rollover. So the idea is, you know, you, 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 you know, th- that is what gets you out of this 60 day rule. In other words, you, and you can do as many custodian custodian transfers as you want. Right. Okay. There's no limit. Okay. So, you know, that's a much better plan. And don't let a hungry investment advisor talk you out of a custodian to custodian right. transfer. Because by the way, if you get the fan mail from the IRS, who do you think is in tax court? Not your investment advisor. You got that right. Um, now, here's another thing. Inherited IRAs. Okay. Um, beneficiary, sometimes we call them beneficiaries. You know, when, when you, you as a non-spouse beneficiary of mom's IRA, right? There is no 60-day rollover rule. Which you've had tax court cases with the dreaded no. 666 penalty that you've talked about on this show where people said, but I did it in the 60 days. Well, you weren't allowed. You, it didn't even apply to you. Right. So It's a famous one. is the Lizzie Beach case. You know, right? um, and, you know, the idea is, yeah, there is no 60-day rollover rule when it's a non-spouse beneficiary. Right. Okay. That has to go custodian to custodian. So if, if, if you know, you told your mom's IRA custodian, hey, I'm the beneficiary, send me the check, mm-hmm. and your investment advisor said, once you get that check, Missy, you know, roll, you know, we've got 60 days to roll it into my IRA. Now, even, even if he sets up a beneficiary IRA, it's not your own. He may set that up. That was a Lizzie Beach case. If you remember, right. Gary, the new investment advisor set up the beneficiary IRA, but still the money went to Lizzie first and then she deposited and then wrote a check and deposited it mm-hmm. with the new IRA beneficiary, uh, the new beneficiary right. IRA account within the 60 days. Did she win in court? No, not exactly. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, these are some of the rules and, and it does take a coordinated effort. Um, but again, you know, the, the idea that we think you need to know more than just the idea that at 70 and a half required minimum distributions begin. And, and, and basically because you may be missing a big opportunity to take some, you know, advantage of, you know, if you think about the idea that you may be going into a lower income tax bracket when you retire and the wages end, maybe you be, you're waiting to social security age 70, mm-hmm. you don't have a pension, you know, maybe that, you know, maybe that's a time where you start working on the, uh, an IRA distribution plan that works for you and your family. Right. And one of the, um, one of the issues that we look at and we'll actually run your numbers for the free consultation is if you have these assets, we're going to show you the impact of minimum required distribution. And I think in many cases, people are shocked how much money ends up going to the government. And in many cases, the government gets more than that's going to be left for your heirs. So if you think minimum required distribution is the right plan for you, come in. We're going to show you exactly what that looks like based on uh, current tax laws and your numbers. And you might want to make choices and spending means different things to different people. Um, so take advantage of the free consultation. We'll run that analysis at no charge as part of the free consultation as we point out issues as well as opportunities. And we get really excited when we see cases where you do have that window of opportunity and you can make a big um, difference. It's about the net spendable dollars and saving cumulative in taxes and using the opportunities and avoiding traps. And this is in many cases can be potentially a big tax trap. And you can call the estate planning team 
for that free consultation at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Also um, on the website are our podcasts and there's a link right from our website. We'll take you to our podcast if you want to listen to previous shows. All right. And the other thing, too, is just keep an eye on, you know, our, our friends in Congress, right, our elected officials, because there may be rules changing the 70 and a half mm-hmm. requirement distributions. And, you know, what we've talked about is the House passed their SECURE Act, which stands for, you know, setting every community up for retirement enhancement. Right? Mm-hmm. SECURE Act. The House passed it uh, bipartisan, you know, 400 some votes, yay, and only think three votes, nay. And that we've talked about that, and you can go back and listen to our podcast shows. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not law yet. That's why we're right. not too excited about it. You know, the Senate has their own version of the bill called the RESA Act, and that's, you know, still beginning, it's being coordinated and negotiated. But one of the things that the House version had is that they're going to raise the age 70 and a half to age 72. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, that could affect you and your plans. Um, so we'll keep an eye out for that. Now, as I said, we're in the summer here, so our, our, we don't have any more classes this summer, but we'll be starting up in the fall. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, Carrie, I'm still thinking that if, if, if that they might want to get this retirement, you know, law change right. done before 2020. Well, did you hear that one of the former senators now, his name is Kent Conrad. He was a representative of North Dakota's now the part of the bipartisan center. He said the 401k was never designed to be a retirement plan for America. It wasn't supposed to be the be-all, end-all, these retirement plans. It was just a way to get people to save and give people incentives to save. It was just a part. Right. At that, And that he's even coming out saying that it's a start, but by no means or this plan that they're working on isn't going to be a magic bullet. All right, so a few minutes left, Carrie. So All right. You, here's, let's go back to the debate. Oh, goodness. I've only read the highlights. Donald Trump is not going to be beaten just by insider politics talk. He's not going to be beaten just by somebody who has plans. He's going to be beaten by somebody who has an idea what this man has done. This man has reached into the psyche of the American people, and he's harnessed fear for political purposes. So, Mr. President, (laughs) if you're listening, I want you to hear me, please. You have harnessed fear for political purposes, and only love can cast that out. So I, sir, I have a feeling you know what you're doing. I'm going to harness love for political purposes. I will meet you on that field. And, sir, love will win. There you go. Oh, you, my you, goodness. You know who a, that was? That's, no, that's a definite kumbaya. <laughs> that's Marianne Williamson. Williamson, right? Okay. Um, if she's, it was just that simple. She was one of the 20 on stage. Okay? All right. She's 66 year old. She's the spiritual guru, right? Okay. Um, big business, you know, entrepreneur. Um, she's a big friend of Oprah's. Okay. Okay. And she didn't get a lot of airtime on the debate. <laughs> um, she was kind of at the end, obviously. Right. But I thought it was an amazing comment. Yeah. I think she'd get eaten alive in you know, the political world. Love if it's will just, win, Carrie. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. Look at the politicians. I don't think, you know, how about, yeah, term limits for all politicians and that if politicians started doing what they were, remembered they were representatives for the people, I think most of them has failed and think they're representative for themselves. So I don't know if Marianne won any political points. I think she literally had maybe one other comment. I mean, they didn't let her talk. You know, they didn't ask her any questions. Um, But the the idea is if she makes Oprah her vice president running, she may have a chance. Remember, Remember Trump won it. Remember Trump originally... 
that was got 20 years ago. Oh. Remember, remember when they, uh, Larry, he was on Larry King, right? Yeah. Remember that? He was on Larry King and Larry if King. If you ever ran for, would you ever run for president he or said, something? Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and he said, well, would you pick a run? I mean, who would your running mate be, Donald? And he said, I don't know, Oprah. He just threw oh, Oprah yeah. out on there, you know, and, 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 and Larry King was like shocked. Yeah. He was like, this is like 20 years ago. He still watches on YouTube. It's hilarious. Now, was the second debate better? Because the only thing I read on the first one, because I purposely didn't watch it, was I saw one of the headlines said Trump won the first debate. <laughs> the um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I it's way too early. I can't wait for the next debates. But the uh, uh. I think it's 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 way too early. Um, I'm not even sure if all. I mean, I, I I'm assuming at this point no more Democratic candidates will be jumping into the ring. Right. Um. But I, I yeah I think some people I th- maybe this will weed some people out. Um, Andrew Yang, the tech guy, I like, you know, have you seen him? No. He's the tech guy, you know, he's running. It was great. He was a, he didn't wear a tie here. I, I, you know, I love, you know, okay. cause I've always been waiting, you know, cause, cause anytime the the guys are up on debate, it's right. always the same thing, right. right? The blue suit. Right. Tie. With the tie, the red tie. or blue tie, right. right? You know, um, you know, and, um, but Andrew Yang came out without the tie. I loved right. it. I still want someone to come out with a Hawaiian shirt, you know, cause I think they would stand out so much. On the stage. Be memorable, talked about. Um, Which is sad because it, it probably would be all over social media about his wardrobe and yeah. where he got it. And Yeah. So Andrew Yang, <laughs> the tech guy. And, you know, again, he's he's interesting because he just he just like talks about, you know, AI and robots and, you know, the idea that, um, you, you know, things have just got, you know, things are going to change. We're just not prepared. And, and the one thing they asked him, well, you know, the oh, one I the, agree with that. You know, so one of the questions they asked all the candidates, all 20 of them, you know, what would you do on day one? Right. You know, most of them had all the standard answer. Right. But not Andrew Yang. You know mm-hmm. what he's going to do on day what? one, Carrie? UBI. Universal basic income. Oh, Every no. 18 year old and above gets a thousand dollars a month. To do nothing, just to be. That's, and that mm. is how we're going to save the middle class. Oh, my goodness. Well, call the estate planning team for a free consultation or visit our website at financialfoodforthought.com or call at 440-239-2090. Have a good weekend. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.